Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. You are listening to the 30-something movie podcast, and uh, we are... We're all together. Are we we all together? Are we all together? Yeah. Come together right now. Which I want to say... Those are some awkward lyrics. Go ahead. When the... Yes. Over me. When the... The whole timing issue. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you just say over me, or did you say over re? Over me. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because that makes them laugh, because that makes them more... Should we sing the songs we were singing earlier? I think Pat has a point he'd like to stick Go ahead, in go ahead. Mm-hmm. Pat, stick your point in, please. I see him. So I was just going to say, when we were not together, yeah. um, I was doing my dishes again on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you did you notice that the other night? Yes. I, I kept trying to mute it, but you didn't say anything. I, was I on that one? Yes, you were, but you totally didn't notice. And actually, I wasn't doing dishes. I was making Dominic's This lunch. time I fell asleep. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I made it through to the end. You did. That's true. I was I was staggering. I look like Rocky that's why after. Your wife is finally smiling. That's right. The because I was stag. Okay, so um, you made it through to the end. Yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> blue moon. How much gets that's edited? How much nothing. Gets edited? At this point, nothing. Because John is so this, far behind. This episode comes out tomorrow. So, no editing. Tomorrow. 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 Wednesday. 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 But yeah. It's not. It's the I'm sorry. less well, exciting. What was the point you're trying to make? Monster truck. I don't know. Did I? I thought what I were it. you saying? Oh no! I was Did doing my dishes that? and you didn't notice. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, and I kept trying. I kept muting the thing, and I was <laughs> listening, and I heard clank, crash. <laughs> like, wow, that then right. That is kind of annoying. But normally Mizuka jumps in there, so normally you know I figured he'd tell me if I was because I kept trying to mute. Maybe things. I was busy doing something a little bit more important. I don't know. Maybe I was a little unfocused. Maybe I was imagining being on a boat cruise. <laughs> what happens on a boat cruise? Um, well, when you go off. To well, battle. when you're going off to battle. Battle, 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 battle. Oh, is that when they're just beating off in the back? Yes. Battle, 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 battle. Yes. That'll never get old. Mm-hmm. Battle, no. Battle, I mean, I battle. thought. Now when, I'm afraid to go watch like Battleship and Master and Commander and Titanic. I and thought when, when we were anything on a boat. Was it when we were talking about Rocky Four and Bo talked about the wax on wax off? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be like the pinnacle. No. Screw up. Nope. I think yeah, cat I mean, beating off on a boat you're, is, you're number one. is the new... It was, it was... You can't do that before the 100th. You know, like, that was before episode 100. You that can't was like episode pinnacle. three. Yeah, probably. you can't call yeah. the pinnacle at ep- episode three. No. Ah, but if we were hard-pressed to find... Sasquatch Centennial one, though. Yeah. Sasquatch Centennial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just had to press a little harder. Hard-pressed mm-hmm. to find the Sasquatch Centennial. That's true. Um, so this time around, we are we're going to be talking Prince of Darkness this time. This is episode number one fifty seven, Prince of Darkness, or as I like to call it, Canister of Satan, uh, which is going to be my heavy metal band name if I ever come up with one. 
Um, you just came up with the happy metal band name. I did. That's true. Canister of Satan. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Done. Okay, cool. We can all go home now. All right, let's do it. Um, so that's the movie we're talking about this time around is Prince of Darkness. Before we do that, though, there's been there's been a few things here and there hmm. that have come up in recent days um, and, and some movie stuff, too. Um, so a couple of things, mostly related to Star Wars. So I think we wanted to talk a little bit about yeah, some of that yeah, stuff. We, so we can share some, we, some stuff uh, on that. We're to go chronologically and start with the Last Jedi. We could. Okay. Well, so the last is first. The last is. When will then be now? Soon. 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 Okay. Good. Well, two months away from now. Oh man! Uh-huh. I got my tickets. Uh-huh. I got my ticket. Finally, I got because my tickets. they went on sale uh-huh. before they were supposed to, mm-hmm. and this time I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I was too, but I'm going to take this opportunity to say I am not, never not using not easily. I am never using the AMC app ever again. Really, See, I didn't have a problem. Yeah. What happened with the ticket? Like this, because I, every time I use the AMC app on my phone to try mm-hmm. to go get tickets, it always either kicks me out or something's not working. I've contacted their customer support a whole bunch of times. Every time I try to do this, and they just say, "Oh, I'm sorry." One time, I think they gave me some free tickets because something went wrong, but. Um, but I kept trying and kept trying, and it would, it let me in initially, but then it kicked me out again. Like, kidding me? And by the time I was able to get in, the t- the theater was totally filled up, no tickets left. So I was eventually able to go through their website, and I don't know if they had opened up some extra tickets, like an hour or two after the initial opening yeah. of the seats. But so I was able to get a couple of seats, but it was just kind of when I went in, I saw that I was a little stressed. out of the theater I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Two seats are already taken. Everything else was all wide open. Really? And I was well, that was nice. giddy and I was nervous. And you needed to get like 13 tickets, didn't you? I, and I did get all 13, mm-hmm. which wow. had to be two separate transactions because mm-hmm. you can only buy up to 10 at once. Right. It's a lot of pressure. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, think my, my, I don't think my friends and family realize the pressure they that I feel when, when I have yeah. to buy these Star Wars tickets. You'd, you'd so like Jeff's, to. Jeff's friends and family, give them a break. Who all Will listen you? to this podcast. Mm-hmm. You can't see Jeff's face right now, but he's smiling and beaming, and he's so proud. I'm beaming so hard. Mm-hmm. Tone down the beaming a little bit there. Uh, I, won't, I, I won't turn quickly. How okay. That? Good job. So, the trailer. <laughs> Pat, you doing okay over there? I'm good. I'm just, yeah. we're talking about heavy-duty beaming, not turning fast, and now the trailer. Dreaming that you're on a tropical island, maybe on a boat, on a cruise somewhere? Uh, In the back of the boat? No. No, not so much. Okay, so uh, trailer, trailer. You know what? Actually, let me drop the audio in the trailer, uh, audio of the trailer, right here, and uh, we'll listen to that real quick. This is where the trailer goes. This is where the trailer goes. If I sneeze, I blow my nose. I watch it with all my bros. I am. I'm not editing this out at all. I think this is awesome. Do you watch the blowing of the nose with all your bros or the trailer? The trailer. Where the trailer goes. I watch the trailer with all my bros. While right. you blow your nose? I, I don't try to blow anything with my bros. Well, I mean, I was going to say that you can't hear the audio of the trailer if you're blowing your nose. Which is why I, I don't. But if you, well, you can pick your friends. You and you can your pick nose. your nose. But, but you can't pick your friends' noses. Well, I sure I can. Watch. Pat, come here. No, you can't pick my nose. No. <laughs> I'm not looking at no, no. One finger goes in there. Mine, occasionally. <laughs> so here's the last Jedi audio. Last Jedi audio. Last Jedi audio. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that was the last. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. 
And beyond that, something truly special. very hopeful mm-hmm. and optimistic and, and I feel like there's a sense of misdirection in there somewhere but mm-hmm. God knows I can't exactly figure out where. This is not going to turn out how you think. And like, I want to believe that those are words that are being said to the audience. To, to the viewing audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, well so. as, as well as a line in the movie but right. it works on both levels. Yeah, I'm really hoping that, that, that that's a message to the audience. It's like, you th- might think how you know this is going to go, but it's not. And I hope they don't cop out on that. You, I hope it's, you, you're hoping that it's a breaking of the fourth wall? A little bit, yeah, for the purpose of the trailer. Or I, you, in the movie, it's not going to seem that way. But I, for the purpose of the trailer, oh, I, see what I, I like that line in there saying to the audience, like Jeff is saying, you know, it's a line that's going to be in the movie, we think, unless mm-hmm. it gets cut. So it's in there somewhere. But they've repurposed it for the trailer to kind of say to the audience, and this is all just me, mm-hmm. you know, putting my own opinion on this, that they're using in the trailer to say, this is not going to go the way you think. Huh. This is, you might think you know Star Wars and that you know what's going to happen, but you don't. And there are a ton of people online that are having a hissy fit about this because oh. they look at that trailer and they say, nope, it's not going to be any different. Force Awakens was a rehash of A New Hope. This is a rehash of Empire Strikes Back. And they've gone through and they've shown screen captures step by step. They're like, look, AT-AT walkers. There's AT-AT walkers in here. You've got a, a villain holding out his hand to so, get the hero to join them. And they did all these other pictures where they say, nope, this is just going to be a rehash like of Empire. I'd like to drop a PSA to the, Do it. the people. And I'm not saying there. I agree with those people. So, yeah, go for it. Find something better to do with your time. 
There you go. Okay, you good? Jeff out. Yeah. Jeff dropping the mic. Yeah, drop the uh, mic. Don't yeah, drop the mic. It's the only one we got. Well, you know, I mean, I just yeah. figured. It. I mean, you guys know. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I've had some strong reactions to social media presence. Oh yeah. As of late, and uh, you know, I can. Some days I just can't. Stupid. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go so far as to take a trailer and do a side-by-side comparison shot for shot, mm-hmm. I envy you and the amount of free time you have in your life that you mm-hmm. can sit down and do that. But back to the trailer itself. Right. Um, the voiceover in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Who's Snoke talking to, do you think? Yeah, see, that's been the big... <clears throat> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there and say Ray. I like that idea, and when you told me when you mentioned that to me, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of on board with it. I like that that part of that misdirection that I hope is there. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. My brain is firing in all different <laughs> possibilities. I'm like, oh, what about that? Oh, what about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Well, wait a minute now. Yeah, I, yeah. Who's we kind of get a glimpse of Snoke, right? He looks kind of like. What if he's talking to Luke? And who is Snoke? Um, I want to, That's why I still want. Well, to know. and see, that's. Well, how yeah. does he crop into this Star Wars thing? You know, is he going to be a, a latecomer to the thing? Is he going to be one guy that's like been there since before Episode One, and he just mm-hmm. kind of came out of the proverbial darkness? Well, so, Pat, if you'd like to hear theories on that, you should go back to our conversation two episodes talking about the Force Awakens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just trying to plug our show. Yeah, I know. I yeah. like it, I, but I'm just saying I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I just can't wait. I just want... For me, it's just... It's always just going to be more Star Wars, more better. I just want that... I, that world cannot open up enough for me. So I'm, I'm just very excited. Sorry, guys. I got nothing. So there's been... There's, over the course of the last couple of years since Force Awakens came out, there's been all these theories floating around, mostly of, like, who's Rey? And mm-hmm. then some people are like, well, who's Snoke? And I think that some of the different ones that I've heard have gone from, like, the ridiculous to... Uh, it's plausible. I believe that in some of the stuff that I had read, they had mentioned back around after Force Awakens came out, they did say, well, Snoke has been around for a very long time. So you get the idea that he has maybe worked in the background, that maybe he was even alive during the time that the Empire was going. Okay. And that, you know, he's still this villain, <clears throat> but he's been working in the background, even to the point where the Emperor and Vader had no idea that he was there. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling strings in the background. Um, some people have said he's Mace Windu, which I don't know. You, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Can the Emperor yeah. shock the uh, shock you into a different race? I don't know. It's science fiction, man. Anything's possible. I, I guess you could. It's Mace Windu. Yeah. That'd be lame. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. Be yeah. I think that was one, that came from one of my students. Okay. Well, no, I mean, it's been on the internet. Oh, it's it? been all over the internet. Yeah. Well, Other people have said dude, it. it's on the internet. Like, I mean, well, right. I'm going to pull um, out a Walt Longmire line. Just do what I do. Go for it. Just don't read it. There you go. Don't go to the internet. There you go. Um, some of the other people have said they think that it could be Anakin, that it's Anakin reincarnated because of the head wound and the other stuff that he's got going on. I, I don't. I think it's what's-his-face. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the The guy. The guy in the thing. Oh, what's his name? That gets talked about by Palpatine at the opera. 
Yeah. Darth Pelagus. Yeah. yeah. So that's what some people think, is that some people, the that's latest... theory, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. The, well, the latest round of theories is that he is Darth Pelagus, which he gets talked about in episode three, when Palpatine, when uh, Anakin and Palpatine are in the opera, and you've got that really dark music going, and he tells Anakin, have you ever heard the story of Darth Pelagus, the wise, and you know, goes into that whole thing. Um, and so what some people are saying is, and, and this kind of <clears throat> then somehow makes Kylo Ren and Rey related is they say, well, he's Darth Pelagus. And Darth Pelagus, if you read some of the Star Wars stories, he's responsible for Anakin being born. That he manipulated the, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say the M word. <sighs> he manipulated the midichlorians. Oh. I'm sorry. Jeff just wilted. I know. And created life. And so that's why Anakin didn't have a father in the original movies. The original prequel trilogy um, and now they're saying that he did the same with Ray somehow mm. that he kind of willed her to life without parents mm. and so then the idea is well then in some weird way then they are both descendants of this Darth Plagueis guy mm. so like he is their grand great grandfather father however you want to do it so in some weird way Ray and Kylo Ren are related so, I don't know. That's weird. It is weird. I don't know. I don't know that I care. I don't I don't need to know who Snoke is. If I find out and it's something cool, then I'll be like, "Oh, okay." I, but I don't I don't want Snoke's thing to be I wouldn't want his thing to be the I am your father moment of of the movie. And I don't even think I want Ray's parents thing to be the I am your father moment of this movie. I want there to be some kind of a twist. Yeah. Because for people who said, and, and, and Bo, you know, when he and his brother went to go see Force Awakens, I was in the same theater with them, and when we came out, that was the first thing that both of them said was, eh, it was a rehash of episode four. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, I, I can see a little bit of that well, here and there, but at the same time, it's all, I mean, how do you... a certain point of view. Correct. Yeah. What's... I saw what you did there. It's excellent. Um, you know, when do you, when do you cross the line between an homage and a... Rehash. I was fine with Force Awakens. I, I didn't have a problem with the things that it brought back, you know, having a Death Star-like weapon and having a, you know, all the other the Death bits Star and pieces. The Death Star-type weapon that, I, I kind of bumped on a little bit. Yeah. The more times that I watch the movie, the more time, I, I just get this feeling like we really couldn't find another right. thing mm-hmm. other than a, a space station that is right. destructive. But... I did appreciate Han Solo's line in the movie, though. So it's basically a Death Star. Like, well, no, it, here's the Death Star. So it's a bigger Death Star. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? Well, about so the, something else from the trailer that the that I really honed in on was how fearful Luke seemed. Oh yeah. Like there, there's something in his head that he's not. At least in the trailer, he's not verbalizing. Mm-hmm. He's, but he comes across as being afraid of something. Mm-hmm. And not just afraid, but like afraid mm-hmm. of something yeah. that hopefully will be addressed mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. he, uh, And that's where maybe that line of, you know, this won't go as, as you plan it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, you know, in the movie he's saying that to Ray. You know, you can only presume, like, she wants to be trained as a Jedi and, 
you know, go fight the forces of evil, and he's trying to refuse to. Because doesn't he say in the other trailer, you know, the Jedi must end? It's time. There's only one thing I know. It's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. Boy, now. here's here's the other interesting thing, <clears throat> and I, there's a website out there somewhere that ha- maybe I can put this in our on our website um, when we post this episode. They somebody put together all of the Star Wars movie posters, so they had the movie posters from Episode One on through now the movie poster for the Last Jedi, and they said the villains are always looming in the background, and so in the background of every poster you've got either Darth Maul's face, you've got. Anakin's in the back, you've got Palpatine and Vader in the back, you've got Vader, 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 the Emperor, you've got Kylo Ren in the back of the Force Awakens poster, and then at the back of the Last Jedi poster, you've got Luke. Mm. So other people have speculated, they're like, the villains are always looming at the back of the poster, is Luke Skywalker going to end up being the villain of this movie? Because fear, if he's afraid of something, fear leads to the dark side. So, is Luke the bad guy at the end of all this? Because I look at that trailer, and I know that in trailers they'll recut and re-edit things to, you know, yeah. totally screw with the audience. At the end of that trailer, when it looks like Ray is saying, I need someone to help me out with this, and Kylo Ren holds out his hand, my wonder is, is that at the end of this movie, has Luke turned in some way to be the villain. Not to say that he teams up with Snoke or anything like that, but has Luke turned in some way to where Kylo says, hey, I'm done with Snoke. You know, I I don't need this guy anymore. And Rey says, this Luke guy is not helping me the way I expected. Let's have the kids team up now because we're not getting what we need from the adults. Yeah. (sighs) That kind of made me wonder too because he talks all about fear and remember of Yoda that... Fear leads to the dark side, mm-hmm. and looking at the posters and realizing that the, the bad guys are always in the back of the poster. Does Luke become the villain in this movie? Could be. So the, the, the trailer doesn't show you much, does it? No, it's a little bit like the Stranger Things two trailer we just watched yeah. a little bit ago. You you get a nice full like almost two minute trailer, and it's like it's over two. Minutes. That's totally awesome. Two and a half minutes of trailer. Of I don't know what this movie's about. Netflix's uh, <laughs> yeah. Stranger Things season two. And after two and a half minutes, not a damn damn idea of (laughs) what is going on. Yeah. But it looks amazing. Yeah. Mm. October 27th. There you go. So. Yeah. My brain, I'm I'm just. I'm ready. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I mean, you know, you see a little bit more of Luke's supposed temple that he built or the Uh training facility that he broke, you know, was breaking down. You know, you see him staggering to his knees and. See Millennium Falcon. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Millennium Falcon's gonna be in this movie. I'm curious to see a few more planets. There's like a casino planet that we saw in one of the first trailers. Uh, there's some like new animals and creatures and stuff like that. So I, I kind of I know some people are like, well, this is not my Star Wars. It's too weird. Things are getting too weird. This is not my Luke Skywalker. I'm like, well, you know what? It's Star Wars. If you don't like the way it is, go back and rewatch the first three or the first six or the whatever. I think for Star Wars to continue, if they're going to keep going like they said, where we may see a Star Wars movie every year for the rest of our lives, then I kind of think you need to expand the boundaries of the story. You need to put new things in there, and otherwise it's going to just be, it will just be the same story rehashed over and over again. So speaking of expanding the stories and yes. expanding the movies. Expand away. Uh, well, would I, you like us to talk about this, or would you like to go solo on this? Uh, you see what I did there? I do, and I'm not happy about it. Okay, I'm sorry. The 
title of the Han Solo standalone movie was revealed today. Can I give you a hand with this? Patrick, would you like to take a guess as to what the title of no, this... No, I don't even want to be into it, but you're not happy about it, I can tell. They put a lot of thought into this, clearly. Do I have a bad feeling about this? And the title of this movie is called Solo, a Star Wars movie. Okay. I don't think I mind it. I, I don't like it. You don't like it? No, it's kind of going down the same path of Rogue One. <clears throat> but it's not, because Wars Rogue movie. One gave us a lot to speculate about. Who is Rogue One? What is Rogue One? How does, you know, what, what does that mean, Rogue One? Where is this? Like, Solo. May as, I mean, may as well just have called it another Star Wars movie. A Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, yeah, we know it's a Han Solo movie. What, like, that... Does this then play into when they said, "Well, Han Solo is not really his real name"? You remember months ago when they when they said that? That kind of made me go, eh, "What?" Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't. Know. I don't want to say it has me worried about the movie because I yeah. think the movie's still going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but I just I, I was disappointed in the title. Okay, to the point where my buddy Tony and I started. Yeah, you were saying coming up with what could have been a better title for this movie. What so you guys come up with? We came up with. Um, Han Solo, shoot first, ask questions never. A Star Wars story. Okay. Very James Bond-esque. And then we had First Shooter, a Star Wars story. Okay. Uh, Then we had Solo, the Scoundrel's Tale. I like that one. And then Scoundrel, a Star Wars story. So we were kind of on the same thing because my one of my one of my serious idea I came up with a whole bunch of weird ones, but my serious really idea funny. I did like those. Um, but my my one idea was just Star Wars scoundrels. Yeah. So we kind of were on the same page with because then I thought you know it's a movie that like features it. Han Solo and Lando and Chewie and you know whoever is Han Solo's well, mentor and so the last one we uh, yeah. came up with was Han Solo twelve parsecs and a blaster. There you go. But it's it's interesting that you mentioned that you just made that Bond comment. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I I texted to Tony. I said mm-hmm. it needs like a a, a Bond type title, something mm-hmm. a little bit more raw and gritty. Yeah, like the character. Yeah. Other than Solo, Spice Mines are forever. A, a Star the Wookie, Wars the story Wookie or a Star me. Wars movie or a Star Wars story. Star Wars story, yeah. which which is interesting because Rogue One originally was called Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then they dropped the Star Wars story part. Like a few months, maybe maybe a couple months before the movie came out, because originally these were all going to be called, um, was it a Star Wars Star Wars anthology, Rogue One, and then they said no 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 never mind take away the word anthology, Rogue One a Star Wars story, and then the idea was that this next one was going to be Han Solo a Star Wars story, but then right before Rogue One came out they ju- they cut off the Star Wars story part, and they just called it Rogue One. So now that now that they released this and they said today it's called Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm like, well, what are we doing? Are we keeping the Star Wars story part? Yeah. Are we, you know, what? It, are we going to go back and forth on this? Or to me, when you add in the Star Wars story part, it makes it sound a little less serious. I don't know. Something about that makes me think that the movie is, and I think that's initially what they were trying to go for was maybe a little more lighthearted, a little more comedic's not the right word, but. You know, almost more like it's a buddy cop movie as opposed to your typical Star Wars story, your action adventure. Yeah, I wonder if space it, drama. If it 
Or Rogue One being your you know, space war much. movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like if, if it brands it too much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's going to be a Star Wars story, so we know it's going to be laser swords and blasters mm-hmm. and yeah, whatever. But I don't I yeah. just I bumped on the title. Yeah. I, I, I was a little bit disappointed when that came mm-hmm. out today. Yeah. You don't have a thought one way or the other. You're you're all right with it. I I am because I'm like well, you know I mean, are you, you would you did you want the title to like uh, tell you more about the movie? I wanted the title to tell I don't know, maybe just tell me more about the character or okay. somehow be more in line with 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 who Han Solo is. Okay, so. Does the title necessarily mean that the movie is going to go away from the direction? That no, you... uh, no, I, I don't think okay. the movie's going to suffer because of the title. Right. I just, I'm just I, wondering. I expected more from the title, gotcha. other than solo. I, I'm thinking. See, and I'm. I guess I'm. I'm. Uh, my take is, if it had come out with a trailer and had been everything that you hoped it would have gotten from the title. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. would you have bumped on the title as much? Maybe yes. Maybe no. I'm not. You know. So for so for me. It, so you're saying just if if it had been a trailer with the title as with the title just, would here's be, the title yeah would it seems, and I'm just kind of getting and this is the the breaking of the fourth wall again or I don't know if it is or not you have to correct me but I mean it's like it's I'm looking at it more as a oh my gosh we're getting to the point now where okay well we've got three trailers and the trailers the big reveal that happens during Monday Night Football and this is coming and now we're revealing the title. Well, and it's kind of like maybe much ado about nothing. It's just the title of the bloody right. Movie. Oh, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I'm I kind of have a non-reaction. My non-reaction to the Star Wars trailer was one just because my brain is literally firing on all cylinders. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to expect. This I'm kind of like, it's just a title. <clears throat> it, 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 it's it, just a title. It, as of right now, it's indicative of nothing. Exactly. Now, once we see the movie, then it's going to be like, and maybe well, the movie will put the title into a different context of some kind. Right. Um, but then going forward, you know, since they're doing a solo trilogy, or last I read, they're doing a solo trilogy. Oh, are they really? Okay. Does that mean we're going to get Solo 2, Solo 3? Or if they do a Boba Fett movie, is it going to be Fett, a Star Wars story? You know, I just feel like it, it's just a little uninspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just make sure this movie doesn't stick. They might want to make three movies, but I don't know if I'm going to want it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, like, let me make sure this movie... And I mean, when's the last time I met a movie I didn't enjoy? That's Pearl true. Harbor. I mean, so well, I'm sure I'm going to, I'm sure true. I'm going to enjoy it. A lot of but boats, it, a lot of boats in that movie. Yeah, a lot of boats in that movie. And, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. That, it doesn't, I mean, like, you look at the movie, like, Logan. Yeah. Logan came out and it was... You know, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" An X Men story. It's it, well, yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, they're saying Wolf, Logan, not Wolverine. It must be going a different direction." It might be. Mm-hmm. But um, did they have the big title reveal, or was it at the end of that magnificent trailer that was like a music video? They just threw Logan up there, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is." A, I mean, they threw that title up. I mm-hmm. at least when I saw it, it was after seeing that. I think it was just the trailer. Yeah. Right, it was with the trailer. So, like with this, I'm just kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, show me, sh- show me what you're seeing, and then I'll then I'll judge the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be curious to see when they do put out the trailer because I, knowing that this initially started as a Lord and Miller directed movie, the guys who do the Lego movies yeah. and, and some other stuff, and I was like, 
oh, that, that's going to have an interesting look and feel to it. Okay, now I'm really curious because I, I'm interested to see what a different take on a Star Wars movie would be. Right. You know, we've had pretty much... Star Wars follows the same kind of, I don't want to say formula, but the same tone in most yeah. of their movies. Rogue One being a little bit different in that it felt, it felt to me more like a war movie. It feels. It feels, yes. It fe- the, all the fields. All the fields. All the fields. All the fields. The Sally. Sally. And that was the one I was going to come up with, too. WC. WC. Yeah. All mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, no. I, so I would have been curious to see if this was going to be more of a comedic or lighthearted take on a Star Wars movie. I was I was kind of excited for that. I know a lot of people weren't, but I was kind of excited for that. So now I'll be curious. I don't know if Ron Howard is, you know... I imagine that's the reason they brought him on, was I think they probably were making it too, too funny. funny. Ron Howard's doing the movie. Yeah. yeah. That so that was, that was... Are you new? I am. Well, I don't read social media. <laughs> Heck, I don't even have an internet connection over here. Pat, does, Pat didn't even get a phone until, like, what, two years ago? Oh, at the very most. Yeah. So, he do you still have Hotmail? You switch yeah. It? You, st- you still have it. I still have it. You and my wife are the only ones that still, still have it. still link it in. Okay. <sighs> We're going to get you updated at some point. No, I've got Gmail, you but do. I, I maintain okay. my Hotmail. Okay, well, yeah, good I, for you. Yeah. Some of us are not able to maintain. Their, and that's Fuzzy um, Dago at oh, Hotmail. <laughs> Oh my God! Hotmail at Hotmail. Dagobah? Is that what you said? Dagobah? Dagobah? I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm just in a reflective mood. The, the title, I don't. You seem very reflective over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I yeah, Beth, we should have had the podcast in our conversation yesterday. No, we should not. Have. Um, um, I don't know. The title, I mean, doesn't bother. Yeah. Doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. The Star Wars trailer. I'm just. I just can't wait. Just more Star Wars, more mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Keep it coming. Is there a Millennium Falcon? Awesome. Yeah. And there's a cute little furry alien that's the in the Millennium yeah. Falcon with, and so my kids are all excited. And I oh, knew yeah. that was going to happen. Dominic and Del- Daniela, are all of a sudden they. Are you the one that said they're Wookiee snacks? I, I thought I heard somewhere that, and, and I told Nora that the other day. Of course, I, the first, when all the toys came out, yeah. I bought her a plush porg that is like. Yep. Three feet tall, yep. Yep. and so she and she she sleeps with that in her bed every night. And yep. so the other day, I came up to her and I said, "Okay, Nora, I, I just need to share something with you because then if you go see the movie in the theater, I just want you to be prepared in case this happens. It's possible that porgs are like chickens." And she's like, "Oh, chickens are cute." I'm like, "No, no, no, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> when I mean porgs are like chickens, I mean that they could possibly be used for food." And she goes, "What?" And I said, it's it's possible. I might have read a rumor somewhere that maybe Chewbacca eats one or maybe somebody eats one. She's like, well, why would they do that? I said, well, you eat chickens, don't you? Not when they're alive. Well, okay, I don't know what's going to happen in the movie. The day Nora became a vegetarian. Well, that's, that's why I said, She's, Luke is going to eat a pork? I said, no, as far as I know, Luke's a vegetarian. <laughs> well, good. I still like him. He's then. a vegetarian? I think that's what they've said, or at least Mark Hamill said. So the uh, so Chewy screams, and it cuts to the porg mm-hmm. screaming, and then right after that, Chewie's just like, "What the hell?" Just grabs it and just rips its head There's off. There's a porg yeah. movie out there. I heard it uh-huh. on, on plugging the public radio podcast. Yeah. Um, they were talking about you know the can't let it go at the end of their news segment. They they uh-huh. always go through and say. Something could be news related, not mm-hmm. whatever. And there's some Star Wars fans on there, and they bring up that there's a. Pork they've replaced. Movie. They've taken the trailers and they've replaced every human actor's face with a pork's face. That's awesome. There's a website, a really great website. I forget what it was, but it was um, 69 movie posters that have been replaced with porgs. Oh. So you go like, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. So you have like uh, 
you know, Jack Nicholson's face, like, looking through the doorway in The Shining, but it's a Porg. <laughs> That's awesome. You have, instead of Jaws coming up through the water, it's a Porg coming up through the water with its mouth open, and yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. I'll drop it into, into the uh, yeah, the website little, when we publish it. Get a little it. internet. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe maybe Luke's just not wanting to train her. Maybe all that argument you see is just Luke not wanting to train her. And Could be. He's old. He's turned tired. into Yoda. Maybe she goes away. Yeah. He's, just, he's turned into Yoda. And then that's why he's reaching his hand out. Or maybe he's not reaching his hand out. I, the Force Awakens, we were discussing who is Ray crying over. We couldn't tell who right. died. Remember, yeah. we were like, oh, I see we're a little like, bit of a brown it looks, jacket. It looks hair, it maybe just, it's yeah. Chewbacca. Maybe yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So, I, mm-hmm. geez, yeah. I don't know. So we could pick this whole thing apart for hours and... Well, so we're on we got, we're, yeah, exactly. Um, so we got two months, two months until the Last Jedi comes out, and we've got. I think they looked it up. It's like 220 days until Solo, a Star Wars story, comes out. So I'm sure we will. I'm sure once all the Last Jedi stuff dies down, then we'll get a. Trailer. Have you seen the? Um, it was. I don't remember what website I saw it on, but they were speculating the name of the third movie. Okay. And they took. Uh, the, the that, name cards. Was that the one that um, the Force Mark Hamill? Yeah, yeah. The Last Jedi from his nap. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill put that up. Yeah. He, <laughs> like, he like he lined up all of the all the posters where they had Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, and then the titles in the middle of the Star Wars. But yeah. Awesome. The Force the, Awakens. The, the Last Jedi, Jedi from his nap. nap. <laughs> it's um, all about sleep. Star so Wars is all about sleep. Before we move on to the movie, I yeah. also want to mention, and I could do this briefly, hopefully. I had the privilege of going to see Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah, you did. performing live on stage. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was a two-hour show of nonstop energy. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it was great. It was it was a little bit of everything. They started the show together. Doing, well, they started the show by singing the Three Amigos theme song. And they, they called a couple. They had a couple guys come, from the audience come up on stage and do the Three Amigos salute every time they pointed <laughs> at him, which was phenomenal. Nice. And then... Um, Doesn't work as well when you're sitting down. Doesn't yeah, work no. as well. They, you know, break a hip. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they, they did a, a, a Q&A for about 45 minutes just talking about you know different characters they've played and inspirations. Hearing Martin Short discuss Jiminy Glick... Mm-hmm is so hilarious <laughs> and just you know how he gets away with what he gets away with mm-hmm. um you know, like, like there, he did an episode where he was interviewing mel brooks mm-hmm. and he turns to mel and goes so mel what's your big beef with the nazis <laughs> <laughs> and then he did one with uh with spielberg mm-hmm. he's like so when are you gonna make the big one the one that people really like <laughs> you know just that sort of character. Um, and then he did a, about a 20-minute uh, solo set, and then he left the stage. And you, know, you may have to edit this, um, but after his whole big energy 20 minutes, Steve Martin comes back out, and he looks when he goes, beat that mother, and ran off stage. And then Steve Martin started doing banjo stuff, and he had a bluegrass band come out on stage. They were just Incredible! This band, the, the fiddler that they had, was just phenomenal. My dad said the exact same thing because my folks mm. were on Friday night, and he just said, and my dad was like, just excited, almost saying yeah. word for word what you said. I don't know where they found this guy, but man, that guy was like, yeah. I've never like, it, you know, I'm I'm not big on or, or 
don't have a strong background in string instruments, I have never heard anyone play like that. Really? Ever. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. Um, and then they came back out and did a little more shtick and wrapped up the show. And it was it was two hours that went by like that. Yeah. But, you know, awesome. I, I turned to my wife and I said, I'm not hesitating. <laughs> From now on, whenever anything like this shows up coming to Chicago, I'm just buying tickets mm-hmm. right away. Because I don't I don't I don't want to miss out on these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Well when you do that, you let me know. Because you've had good luck and I've had bad luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we, we got tickets to go see Seinfeld in a, in oh, a couple did you? weeks. So nice. We we've heard he puts on a, a pretty incredible oh, yeah. mm-hmm. stage show when he does his stand up. Yeah. So we're excited for that too. Cool. What's well, the nice. deal with stand up comedy these days? <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead. We're just going to go ahead and jump right on into our Prince of Darkness stuff. Uh, Jeff actually had to step out because yes. he had to get going, yes. um, and I know you got to get going soon. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a, a, like a real quick. This is gonna be the fastest Prince of Darkness. Get ever. it done. Okay. Get it um, done. So spoilers, we spoil it. Done. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, title for this one is Prince of Darkness. Uh, came out on 23rd of October 1987. Was rated R. Uh, ran for an hour and 41 minutes. Directed by John Carpenter, who did Halloween, The Thing, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live. Uh, producer was Jer- Le- Jerry Larry J. Franco, who did The Thing, Batman Begins, Big Trouble in Little China, and Jumanji. Writer for this one was John Carpenter. Credited as Martin Quatermass. Uh, he also did Halloween, Escape from New York, and They Live. You are not going to break my concentration whatsoever. Uh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Uh, cinematography was done by Gary B. Kibb, or Kibby, I don't know how you say that. Uh, Stand By Me, Few Good Men, Alien 3, and They Live. Music by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. Uh, John Carpenter did Escape from New York, Halloween 1 through 3, Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live. Alan Howarth did Big Trouble in Little China, They Live, and was in the sound department for Army of Darkness. Budget was $3 million, box office was $14.2 million. Donald Pleasance, who died in 1995, played the priest, Father Loomis. He was in Halloween, The Great Escape, and Escape from New York. Jameson Parker played Brian Marsh. He was in the TV show Simon and Simon and Jag. Victor Wong, who died in 2001, played Professor Howard Birak. He was in The Golden Child, Big Trouble in Little China, and Seven Years in Tibet. Lisa Blount, who died in 2010, played Catherine Danforth. Uh, She was in An Officer and a Gentleman in a movie called Crystal. Dennis Dunn played Walter. He was in Big Trouble in Little China and The Last Emperor. Susan Blanchard played Kelly. She was in All My Children and They Live. Anne-Marie Howard played Susan Cabot, who was in Blue Streak and Ghost Ship. I'm going to interrupt myself for a second and say, have you ever seen Ghost Ship? I have. Holy crap. I was, I think I was staying at a hotel and I was watching TV late at night in the hotel. That's and this, I know. And this movie came on. And I was like, hmm, they're on a boat. They're having a party on a boat. I don't know what this movie is. I didn't look to see. I didn't push the information button to see what the movie was. They were having a party on the boat. There's a wire coming loose. What is that? I wonder what the wire is going to do. What is the... Ah, yee! Yikes! Wasn't expecting it. I don't know if I know anything about ghost ship. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of... It's like in the 40s, I think. In like the, the 20s or the 40s or something. And people are having a party on, a, on the deck of a boat. And there's like this, this metal wire that is something happens to it, somebody sabotages it or something, and, and it comes loose. As it comes loose, it whips across the deck of the ship and slices everyone in half. And then you have, like, bodies are, like, sliding off of their legs. And and I'm just sitting because I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's like a Titanic kind of movie. They're having a party on a boat. And, again, something on a boat. Yeah, that one. 
Um, I don't know that I watched the movie much beyond that because I was like, I don't know that I'm in, in the mood for this right now. Yeah. After I watched everybody get bisected on the boat. So anyway, Anne Yen was Lisa. She was in What is Love and Love or Money. Ken Wright was Lomax. He was in Hanoi Hilton and AWOL. Dirk Blocker was Mullins. He was in Poltergeist and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, Jesse Lawrence Ferguson played Calder. He was in Boys in the Hood and Dark Man. Peter Jason played Dr. Paul Leahy. He was in They Live and Deadwood. Alice Cooper played the street schizo. That's the best name of a character ever. Alice Cooper is the street schizo. He was in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Wayne's World. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 58%. Audience a 60%. Felix, uh, Felix, I messed that one up. Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Crazed said, Still holds up as a creepy and atmospheric gem. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it two out of four stars and said, Prince of Darkness contains the ingredients for a much better movie. I liked, for example, the notion that the characters were receiving radio transmissions from the future in their dreams. I liked the idea of mirrors as the doorway to the next dimension. And I enjoyed the computer gimmicks that were brought to measure the monster, except that they never paid off. Instead, the movie degenerated into a bunch of people chasing each other up and down a hallway while the soundtrack went berserk. Uh, CinemaScore gave it a B, and it was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best... proximity has the same dream what is it a secret that can no longer be kept it started a month ago what started a change in the earth and the sky his power there's a weird locking mechanism looks like it can only be opened from the inside a life form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? some new new movie news in the horror genre that I wanted to throw out at you guys. Um, recently on the Nerdist podcast, Chris uh, Hardwick. Hardwick. Holy yeah. crap. I need to go home. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Chris Hardwick had Jason Blum, who's okay. the producer and founder of Blumhouse Movies, mm-hmm. independent horror movies. Um, and about an hour into the conversation, Chris starts talking about how he's starting to develop a horror script. I saw it. Like three, so three movies. He's Jason in? immediately just says, "You know so much about horror films. Mm-hmm. I know. I know the. I want your movie." Which led to a conversation, and now Hardwick has signed on to do three, three? movies yeah. with Jason Blum, directing one of them. Nice. 
it's like us being able to find the, happy. <laughs> the, the genre that we absolutely love mm-hmm. and then being a chance to make a movie in that genre. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like you being able to direct a... Uh, an action movie. Yeah, an action movie. Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, High Noon or or, mm-hmm. or yeah. something with Steve McQueen on a, on a motorcycle. Right, right, like, right. It's like that movie with Charlie Sheen where he's trying to get to Mexico, but instead of a girl in the car with him, he's got a trumpet. It would be like that. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Jeff's face was one of abject horror. I just looked over and Jeff's look at his face was like... I was like, well, where, where are you going? <laughs> but your eyes, like, I wish I had a video, like... <laughs> well, the, I think I've seen this movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one with the girl, not Trump. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going I, on anymore. I, I don't either. There, there was that in this movie. Who was making the trombone sounds in this movie that we're going to talk about? That There was, like, too much of... Okay, uh, anyway, yeah. sorry. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. anywho. Yeah. I'm excited to I'm see excited what Chris Hardwick can do with, mm-hmm. with a horror movie. He's he's a horror he's, aficionado. He, yeah, he's his mind is uh, encyclopedic when yeah. it comes to the genre, and he can come up with references. And you're like, "What's that horror movie where the guy does?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's this one." Mm-hmm. And he'll it'll be spot on. We needed him. And it could be like a really yeah. obscure, really obscure horror movie that most people have not seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see what uh, what his directing style is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And to see what, um, no, what just what story or stories mm-hmm. he comes up with. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. We needed him on um, last week. We for, needed uh, him on next week to talk about next week. Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. For we, us. we we needed him. We needed next him week. next week when we, so he could help us explain Hellraiser. When will then be now? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where are, what day is it? I, I just comb I'm, the podcast. <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> I'm a little nervous to go driving with my trumpet now. I'm not sure why. But it's going to be a beautiful montage with some tasteful music. Mm. <clears throat> anyway, it'll be something. I never understood. No, never mind. We're not getting into that movie. I'll see what year that one comes out, and we'll talk about it. I'm totally blanking out of what that movie is called. Have you never seen that movie before? I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> I'll text it to you. Okay. Not the movie, the name of the movie. Okay. You can look it up at some point. There's a movie in which Charlie Sheen. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, it's like a. Okay. The, the, it's like he's driving in a car. He's a, with he's a criminal. And he's like yeah, stolen a car. Yeah, and it yeah. might be this girl's car oh, or whatever. Yeah. And and there's a movie. No, and they're they're like yeah, heading to Mexico or something, yes. and the police are, are chasing him. Is right. it called like the chase? Possibly. I don't know. But there's that. Movie. But anyway, they at some point in the movie when they know that he's probably going to get caught, well, and anyway. she's kind of fallen in love with him, they enjoy each other's company in the front seat while he's driving. That's just not safe for anyone. Well, it's, I mean, not, but. Especially when it's Charlie Sheen. It's intriguing. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a trumpet joke in there somewhere. Getting his horn tooted, I don't know. I mean, if you gotta go, go with a smile. That's right. That's what Joker always said. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, okay. So, Canister of Satan. Yeah. You talk about the canister of Satan? Yes. Okay. Uh, Donald Pleasance's character, Father Loomis, is named after the character he played in the Halloween movies. John Carpenter states that he set out to make a film that was atmospheric and dreadful. At the time, he was noticing a lot of derivative horror films and wanted to try something new involving quantum mechanics and religion. This is the second film in what John Carpenter calls his Apocalypse trilogy. The other two are The Thing from 1982 and In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. 
which I have not seen in the Mouth of Madness. So I'll have to check it out. Uh, when Etchison is cornered in the alley by the homeless people, he is listening to Prince of Darkness, the song by Alice Cooper, on his headphones, just as he is about to be killed by the character played by Alice Cooper, and he is killed by being impaled by a bicycle. Lots and lots of fun. Okay. Um, so... It is called The Chase. It is called The Chase. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. So... Where to start with this one? What did, what did you think of this? So you've this is the first time you saw this. Yeah, it's the first time I saw it too. Yeah, so. it was. Uh, it, it's just uh, probably not my genre. Okay. So I don't want to be too hard on it, but it was just kind of like, okay, a lot of dialogue, a lot of dialogue, a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue. Oh, someone's dead. A lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. A lot of dialogue. Oh, ectoplasm. A lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. A lot of, oh, more people are stabbed. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, that was kind of where it left with me. I was not enamored with the music. It maybe John yeah. Carpenter is an amazing musician. I mean, he but, he does the music for a lot of his movies. Okay, and, and, and so maybe he's know. just phenomenal. And I don't write music for people. The, and maybe you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not even a good musician and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, it just sounded like chords on the keyboard, mm-hmm. chords on the keyboard. You know, it, it just kind of sounded as it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it probably fit, and it just kind of sounded like a, like, high, school, like a high school kid making his own soundtrack. For yeah, his own like maybe. I, I, not to yeah. diss it. No, I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, maybe that's what he's going for. And you, but I just, I, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I, I just, you know, let's just move it along. It's mm-hmm. happening. And then there was monsters chasing people. So I mean, right. I, I guess he was trying for something new. It didn't seem very new. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still monsters chasing people. Right. I think the he was trying to insert the whole quantum mechanics thing and the yeah. science yeah. piece of it. Um, you know, that maybe is what was different about it. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of felt like, because, and he says, well, this wasn't really be done, being done at the time. Well, I kind of feel like they tried to, they tried to look at some of the science. I feel like you had a, a mixture of science and religion in The Exorcist. Did you ever watch that one? I didn't see that. Because okay. I hear that's really actually scary. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you won't be. You wouldn't be able to handle that one. Um, but in that one, like they spend some time trying to diagnose the girl, like to tr- try and figure out what's wrong. They, so she goes to psychologists. They do like scans on her. They're like trying to go through the whole science of the thing, and then it turns out that religion is going to be the only way to battle. You know what's going on with her, and that she's possessed, and all that. Um, get to this one, and they start trying to explain things with physics, and and then it goes from physics to it's a secret that's been held by the church for two thousand years, and and that was the part that I thought was kind of interesting. The part where they're like, oh yeah, well Jesus was an alien, you know, he was from this alien race of people that yeah. they held the secret to, and you know, blah 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 blah, the Brotherhood of the Sleep or whatever it was called, and um, the part that I thought was interesting that I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with was that that canister. Now, I thought that was kind of cool, having mm-hmm. that canister with the swirling stuff in it, and that this was the the essence inside the canister was the son of the anti-god. Okay. That, like, the anti-god was trapped in this other dimension, um, and that this, the prince of darkness, was the energy that was in this canister, and once that was released, then that was going to bring the anti-god yeah. back to, to our dimension, to our yeah. world. So the part that I thought was kind of interesting about the movie that I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with was the idea that, and they kept kind of hinting at this, but I don't think it really came out, was the way they said, and the professor, I think he was the one that said this, he's like, what if the way we've always imagined it, 
where we live in a world where there is a benevolent God and he loves us and he's watching over us and, and he's always at war with evil and the evil is, is never going to win because God is more powerful than the evil. What if we've got it backwards? What if there is no good God? What if God is evil? And what if they trapped God in this other dimension and we've been living out, you know, our lives with no God, you know, looking over anything. And that's actually a good thing because the God that we thought was good is actually evil and mm-hmm. that's how it all works. That would have been maybe a little bit more interesting to me because I like this movie. I didn't have a problem with it. I was entertained by it and I thought mm-hmm. it had some kind of cool stuff in it. And I liked the effects, like the practical effects that it did and all the like people spitting stuff on each other. That was all kind of gross. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wish they'd taken that a little bit further. Yeah. Because that to me was the creepy part was a, well, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Like that's one of those situations where you can't get out of this. If, if we run with the concept that it's not just that you might have this monster coming after you, but God is evil. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get away from God. Yeah. So yeah. If, and yeah. that part, I think, would have been more terrifying to me to kind of realize that you're stuck. Yeah. Like, things are not going to go well. Yeah. And then when they would get those, those images, like Roger Ebert said, they get those images beamed to them from the future. And I thought, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that you get this image of here's what's going to happen, and we don't have a way to really tell you what this all is, but we're beaming them into your dreams so you can see it. You've got this weird figure coming out from the church, and everything right. looks like it's falling apart. It's the year 1999. and I, I mean, that stuff, I'm watching that, and I'm going, ooh, yeah, okay, that's we, cool. we got some maybe time travel stuff involved here, and I'm always a big fan of time travel. Right. So right. I'm looking at the concepts in the movie, and I'm like, hmm, okay, all right, so... So there's some time travel stuff going on. There's we're trying to prevent some kind of an apocalypse, and we've got the idea that God might be evil, and that totally flips mm-hmm. everything on its head. And I was like, "That's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see more of this." And then the rest of it just kind of turned into a zombie movie. Yeah, and that's maybe it. And, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pref. I, I, and I, I don't want to just keep saying this and, and knocking it, mm-hmm. but I just want to keep saying it. So when it sounds like I'm knocking it, it's, right. it, you know, I hate it when you get those movie reviewers that it's just like, maybe they just don't like this kind of movie. It's just, yeah. it does. And so I don't want to knock it because just because it's just not my genre. But yeah, that I think that would have helped because they could have maybe all the components were there. They mm-hmm. just had to take one and follow it and extend it yeah. and embellish it because it was it, it just ended up being. They were chased by people. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. But now I know you do got to get going. I do, but unfortunately, is there a, is there a scene that you did enjoy in the movie? Um, you had to pick one and say, yeah, the scene was all right. Well, the one that kind of cracked me up is when uh, the one guy that was uh, that played Wang in um, mm-hmm. in uh, when he's stuck in the closet. When he's stuck in the closet, <laughs> he's just like freaking out, and then the, the girls reaching through, and he's just like beating around the noodle yeah. with the brick. I'm just like, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the rest of it was, you know. It was, uh, the rest of it was all good. But yeah, I guess that would have been the scene that would have stuck out. That was pretty funny. There were some funny one-liners in mm-hmm. there. Like, he even had a one-liner, something about, yeah, I'm used to this because it's something about the homosexual tendencies yeah. of a, you know, I'm just, I can't yeah. remember the line, but it was like, wait, what are you talking what? about? Yeah. So, anyways, that was good. And then it was almost, I hate to say it, but I kind of keyed in on some of the delivery. Like, when they were all walk and they weren't sure why they were all there. Well, we're studying this. Hey, we got a meeting. Oh, we... Mm-hmm. You know, it just the way they were delivering their lines was almost a little bit comic to me. Yeah, which that part went on a little bit too long. Right, where and everybody's like, "What are we doing?" I don't know. Yeah, cut to another scene. What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, and so there was a lot of that. And, and again, Evil Dead. 
I was like still, I was kind of meh with that one until you guys explained it to me. Mm-hmm. And I saw Army of Darkness and I realized, oh, you, you got to see the comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff that you're like, I don't get it. It's funny. Laugh, Pat. Right. Oh, it's funny. Oh, I get it now. So when I saw this movie, I was like, do I laugh now? Do I laugh now? Am I, is, this is this funny? Supposed, is this one of those is horror this, comedies? Is yes. This, is, yeah. this, is this funny to me? Are you yeah. trying to be funny? Am I like, you know, like right. I'm just, so, so I really wasn't <laughs> sure which way to tell. As you can tell, I just flounder. Right. I flounder yeah, in this fine. genre. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, interesting. And I, mm-hmm. and I could see where people that like that kind of stuff would like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. But I mean, I see where, right. yeah. So I guess that would be it. But yeah, the scene, the big fight at, mm-hmm. you know, the end and, and I have to admit, I tried to. I, I had ten minutes left to watch of this movie, and all day I've not been able to get the ten minutes. I finally, right before we <laughs> yeah. recorded this, I had yeah. to end the Wi-Fi went out, so I oh, lost the yeah. thing. So it ends. I saw them all like going outside and being mm-hmm. helped by the poli- uh, the police and So what happened mm-hmm. after that? Just they kind of all. So they, did, did, was there a big miss? Do I did you, know, you get did you get to the part where they they have the mirror? No, see, I, okay. I, so is there a big like? Do I have to go? I have to go watch that because yeah, there's a big thing. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. So I, there was probably like five minutes to go right when the Wi-Fi crapped out. Yeah. I okay. Well, I'll so go you, check if it you out. get to the part where you, the woman who gets possessed with the right, you know, right. like the Prince of Darkness, yeah. and she's the one that it's like yeah. Bride of Pizza the Hut. There. Yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's actually a really good example. Um, yeah, she goes. She kind of sees herself in a in a little hand mirror. She yeah. holds it, and then she like puts her fingers through it. And, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, and so she they go into another room, and they find that there's like a full length mirror. Okay, and you find that that's the gateway through to the other world. Okay, and so as she starts to reach through, and here this is the other part of it too. She starts to reach through that mirror, and her hand goes through it, and on the other dark side of everything everything is like pitch black in fact i think they filmed it in uh, like underwater in a swimming pool okay she reaches her hand in and you start to see this big monster hand kind of come and reach like it's gonna grab hold and she's trying to pull it so that's the anti-god okay but she's trying to pull back into our world um and then i won't tell you anything else you can okay. go watch the rest of it but so that's kind of the, the climactic part of the movie is, uh, and then the priest is like hiding in the corner with an axe, and so okay. there's some other stuff that goes on. And okay, I think that, I was but, yeah, yeah. So Dormammu, but then, come to bargain. But, well, right, but then that too, you didn't really, other than a hand, you don't see the anti god, yeah. and I think that's what Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert might have said that, or somebody else might have said that when they reviewed it. They're like, I kind of would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, you know, if you're building up to that, at least let me see more than just a hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, if we're if we're gonna compare the two movies that we kind of watched for this recording, because we yeah. you know, pull back the curtain a little bit, we were recording our Hellraiser and Prince of Darkness today yeah. on the same day. Yeah. Um, between the two, I think I like this one better than Hellraiser. Yeah. I and mean, we'll talk about Hellraiser next week, but yeah, I can. I think between the two, I do like this one a little bit better because I like. While I like Hellraiser, I'm okay with Hellraiser. Yeah. I think that this movie. Hellraiser definitely could have been better. Yeah. This movie really could have been better. Like, there's more they could have... There's yeah. more in this that intrigues me than Hellraiser. Right. No, Hellraiser, I'm like, Hellraiser, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. This one, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool idea. It just didn't, like, fully realize yeah. all the stuff. So... No, I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I feel, I, well, like I said, for these next couple, these, this month, I'm going to be it's like... It's not your, it's October. It's it is, your, and it's hard, and it's, it's hard. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. there was like, what was the number one mother-daughter movie that ever came out? It was the, the Joy Luck Club. Didn't they say that yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. number one, yeah. like, movie? And I remember that 
was it my mom ended up having to watch it with me or or uh, I went over to a buddy's house and his mom was watching it and she was stuck watching it with the, like me and my friend and it was like I remember just we looked over and whoever it was or maybe it was my mom I just remember looking over and just saying I'm sorry because I'm just not the guy you really want to be watching this movie with not my genre and, and again that's kind of how I feel with these is like all you know so yeah but I, I did what I could, and that yes, was, oh, yeah. was exciting. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, it was fun stuff. Okay. All right, my All friend. All right, you got to go. So. I, I'm sorry. All right, that's we'll fine. see you guys later. All righty. All right. So then I get, oh, and then he comes I back. Was, I, get, yeah, I get left you, by myself. Was, you could you could say I was left solo. Bam. That, it didn't bother me. It didn't I bother think me. So. I, I, yeah, I think well, I, Jeff is just, you know, he's probably listening to this, but I don't care. I don't. I just, you know. <laughs> hey, oh, and you know, I think I think both of these movies could have been helped if like Logan was in it. I'm yeah, or motorcycles. Both. Yeah. Logan on a motorcycle. Mo- Logan on a motorcycle. There we go. All right. Um, so I I have been left alone by everybody. Um, so at this point, I think I could just say they're all wrong. Uh, their opinions are totally wrong and uh, totally unfounded. And um, yeah, that's that's what it is. And uh, I'm way better than both of them. So uh, no, but thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Pat, for uh, for stopping in. I, we our schedules are a little bit crazy, so we're just trying to get trying to get some stuff recorded uh, so we can get all this stuff out here. But yeah, Prince of Darkness. I think my take on it is just. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. I, I was interested by the science aspect of it. Um, I was interested by the, the mixture of the science and the religion and the idea that, you know, if if God is evil, then just there's no escape. Like you can't, you, you then are just dealing with the idea. You're kind of, you're kind of just waiting for it to end. And that to me is maybe a little scarier. Maybe that's a more cerebral fear of, you know, because in, in some of these horror movies, you can get away from the villain. You know, you can find a way to beat Freddy or you can find a way to beat um, Pinhead or, you know, whatever the villain is, the predator, the alien, the the whatever. Um, You can find a way to beat them. If you've got the concept of God is evil, then there's no way to beat that. You know, you're not getting away. So you just then have to... And that was part of the movie that I found interesting was then it's just this sense of dread that just sits over the entire movie of these people, they've come to the realization that this is the end of the world. Like there's no, there's no beating this. Like there's, there's no way around this. So it's like, you're just sitting and waiting for the apocalypse to happen for, for every, for evil to take over. Um, And that to me was, was terrifying. Like the, uh, just the idea of that, the way the movie handled it, I mean, I kind of feel like it could have been executed a little bit better, and, and I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Maybe, I don't want to say make it a little bit more obvious that that's what they were all seeing and feeling, but it did kind of, I, I will you know, I will echo what Roger Ebert said, is it did kind of devolve into a zombie movie, where you just have people chasing each other down a hall or dealing with the zombified, uh, all their friends that have gotten killed and, and all that, and... and you know, that uh, that part of it kind of fell a little short for me. As I was waiting, as they did the buildup, you know, some of that I felt was a little slow uh, in the, oh, what are we here for? What, like we said, what are we here for? What are we, what are we studying? I don't know. Um, if they had gotten to that a little bit quicker. The, the imagery, definitely terrifying. Like the whole idea of the worms all over the, the window and, and all the bugs showing up. And the one guy, you know, his body being held up by beetles. Um, you know, that was... That was kind of disgusting and grotesque, and um, you know. But being a fan of horror movies, that you know, that part was kind of cool. You know, I, I like that part. So um, I just think the overall 
as Ebert said in his review, there's the there's the foundation here for a, a much better movie. And I was entertained by it. I enjoyed the movie, but I think there's definitely more that could have been done with that just sense of dread. I, I almost, if that's if that's the route that we're going to take, if that's the fear that we're bringing into this movie, then I want to feel that dread the entire time. And when it reached a point where the Prince of Darkness entity, whatever you want to call it, when it was out of that canister and in a person's body, it wasn't as scary anymore. You know, I like how Pat put it. You know, it was like the the daughter of Pizza the Hut is what she looked like. The other thing about that too is when when she got filled with that liquid and then it looked like she was pregnant, she had the, the large belly. I thought they were going to go the route of having like some grotesque demonic baby being born or something like that. And then that didn't happen. And it was just her that, that you know, she became the Prince of Darkness. Um, once it reached that point where the villain was, you know, when, when we're, we're dealing with a power, you know, beyond what is held within, you know, a human body or a human form... Once you then put it into a human body or a human form, then it just it kind of became less terrifying and it became less intimidating, um, you know. So I had just a few missteps here and there. Um, I think it definitely had the potential to be a, a more frightening movie from beginning to end. Uh, the ending didn't quite do it for me. Um, you know, do you feel for the first for the for the woman's sacrifice at the end when she jumps? Through? I knew it was going to happen as soon as I saw her kind of coming in there. I knew someone was going to dive in and push the uh, Prince of Darkness character in the mirror and have that be how it ended. But um, you know, I, I don't know. And then with the ending of it, it, kind of leaving it open to there being the possibility of a sequel. Now, I have not seen um, what was the other one called? The other one was the um, Into the Mouth of darkner in the mouth of madness i have not seen that one so i don't know i I didn't look up and see if that's a direct sequel to um prince of darkness but i would be curious i guess to see if there's kind of a sequel yeah let's see Uh, lovecraftian psychological lovecraftian horror film directed and scored by john carpenter um it is the third film installment in carpenter's apocalypse trilogy preceded by the thing and prince of darkness um, and then it just kind of talks about it being an insurance investigator begins discovering the impact of a horror writer's books have on his fans is more than inspirational. So it doesn't sound like it's a, a sequel to Prince of Darkness. Um, the way the movie ended, I, I would have been very curious to see, you know, especially with those glimpses of, of be, getting messages from the future. I would have been curious to see a sequel and to see, you know, what is happening? What does the future look like? Things have changed because the dream is different later on you see the woman step in and, and then I'm going okay well then what happened is she evil is she did they change something enough that how did she get back and if she's back then obviously that means at some point this this prince of darkness and the anti-god and, and whatever else is going to come through as well and, and that's what's going to bring about the apocalypse so um, you know would have liked to have seen more but um, you know it, entertaining movie Will I go back and rewatch it again? Most likely no, uh, but I've seen it once, and and you know I, I didn't hate it, I, I enjoyed it, but it definitely kind of it left me wanting a little bit more. So, so that's going to be it for our Prince of Darkness 
coverage. Uh, thank you again to Jeff and Pat. I know they had to they had to run, um, but uh, you know thanks for for sticking it out there for as long as you could. And um, so this has been our uh, episode number one fifty seven. So next week will be episode one fifty eight, and that is Hellraiser. And then coming in a couple more weeks will be episode number one fifty nine, and that is our near dark episode. Um, and if you are looking ahead to kind of get an idea of what we've got coming up, we are nearing the end of the year, so we're getting close to the end of our 1987 group of movies. Um, so coming up after October is going to be, uh, November is our money, money, money month, and uh, we are going to be watching Wall Street, The Secret of My Success, Baby Boom, and Can't Buy Me Love. And most likely in there, we are definitely going to have a Justice League episode that we do. Uh, we may also have Thor Ragnarok uh, that we throw in there if I'm able to, you know, if we're able to get everybody out to the theater to see it uh, in time to do a show on it. But definitely we'll be doing a Justice League show. And then we'll be doing Wall Street, Secret of My Success, Baby Boom, and Can't Buy Me Love. December is kind of our month of leftovers. It's whatever movies we didn't have uh, a theme for for the particular month. So we've got uh, Fatal Attraction, Ernest Goes to Camp, and Throw Mama from the Train, as well as a couple of new movies that are coming out in December, The Disaster Artist and Star Wars The Last Jedi. So we will be taking care of those in December. Um, if you have movies that you are thinking of, if you're listening to this and you're thinking ahead of time, you're like, oh, I, I have some movies in 1988 that I would like to recommend, feel free to go ahead and do that on 30podcast.com. That's 30podcast.com. Uh, there is a form on our website where you can go suggest movies. You can also always tweet those to us and let us know. Email us 30podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're 30podcast on Twitter. So if you've got any suggestions for upcoming movies uh, in our 1988 slate of movies, we're kind of planning that out now. Um, and I think I've, I've got a, a tentative schedule going for that one. Um, but if there's any movies in particular that are from 1988 that you are thinking, no, I would absolutely love uh, for uh, for the guys to cover this one on the show, then let us know because um, we are planning all that stuff now and, and kind of getting things together for next year. So that being said, all the other places that you can get a hold of us, uh, again, 30podcast.com, that's our website. That's where we have links to... Um, our Facebook, our Twitter, our, the forum where you can suggest movies. We've got a voicemail line you can call in if you want to leave some feedback here that we can play on the show and respond to. Um, you know, Sometimes we'll post up some additional things that we can't get to on the air, uh, or if I've got something that I write up as a blog post, it'll go up on there. But uh, 3-0 Podcast is kind of our one-stop shop for everything. You can also subscribe to us in iTunes or Google Play. That's the best way to get us uh, in your podcast feed every week. Um, we do absolutely try to do a show every single week. So uh, if you're looking for a good podcast uh, to you know, kind of give you some movie suggestions, if you're an 80s movie fan or if you just enjoy uh, some classic or retro movies and uh, you want to listen up on some 87 movies, then that's been our shows this year. Uh, if you want to go back in time, go back and listen to some of our other episodes from movies. We go as far back as we started a couple years ago, so we go as far back as 1984 and 1985 movies. Uh, last year, obviously, we did 86, and then this year, 87, next year, 88, and then so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's it for Prince of Darkness. Again, come on back next week for Hellraiser, and then the next week after that for Near Dark. In the meantime, I am your host, John Reed. Thank you again to Jeff and to Pat for joining me today. Uh, they are going to be back with me next week for Hellraiser. In the meantime, go watch some good movies. Go watch some scary movies. Be excellent to each other, and uh, we will see you all back here next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.